Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Uh, it Could Happen Here is a podcast that you're listening to right now. If this is a surprise to you, if you if you thought this was the Joe Rogan experience, uh, let me assure you, everyone here does eat a diet of nothing but elk meat. Uh, and to talk to me about the health value of elk meat uh, is... Um, no. Uh, so... About a, I don't know, a week or so ago, um, we're talking with uh, Sarah Young. Sarah, how how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. Sarah, you're a deputy features editor at The Verge. Uh, you are a lawyer and a journalist, so you have embraced the two most cursed vocations in 2022. Um, and you you've number one most recently written an incredible piece um, about the Portland van abductions, uh, which is like brutal and um very important for the verge people ought to check it out it is a uh i don't know i've i've had trouble getting through all of it because it is very good and because i was there but everyone needs to read it it's an important piece we're not talking about that today uh we are talking about a post that you made on the twitter.com uh, about a week or so ago that i i messaged you about wanting to, to chat about do you want to kind of talk about what that post was uh and what you were trying to get across yeah, the, uh, the audience. So if you live in Portland right now, it's um, it's absolutely fucking rancid. Like, mm-hmm. I think and yeah, I think the that discourse, this is not the yeah, city. The, yeah, yeah. Well, well, sometimes the city. Well, sometimes the city, but uh, uh-huh. the discourse is rancid. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's like this in a lot of other cities as well. Um, mm-hmm. but you know how Portland the, is. Like it, it the lags. discourse around homeless people, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. every conversation you have with any random person. It, it like eventually goes to oh it's gotten so bad here lately, and it's always about homeless people, um, mm-hmm. and they it always goes to this place where they're like oh we should start rounding people up into camps and getting rid of them, and it's like people are a little too excited <sighs> to literally murder homeless people, like you you get just mm-hmm. people saying the most insane things like oh I'm not going to break my car if I see one of those homeless people, 
it's it's awful and like yeah it's really really awful and like and then you get people going like oh well you know how things are and like pulling out murders that have happened in like new york um of asian women at me to like justify why it is that i need to start supporting the cops and so on and so forth um and it it's just there's this thing where i i think that the like well-meaning leftists really want to sort of pull out like let's humanize homeless people which like yes but the people you're talking to they don't deal with empathy actually right they already don't see most of the population as people. So what you're doing is you're not even speaking the language that they speak. The issue for me is that what they're what people are doing when they dehumanize the homeless or like turn them into like a problem that you can just sweep away or like kill or put in danger or drop into a camp where they're more likely to die or get sick uh, or be harmed. Um, it's it's that you're making a vast class of people based on like superficial characteristics, right? Um, They might be dirty, they're intense, whatever. You felt threatened by one of them once, so now everyone who's ever been homeless deserves to have a worse off life because you didn't feel great about it this one time and, or two times, and it's, it's really absurd to me because, like, yeah, I, there, I've had many instances in my life where I haven't felt very safe um, because of someone who is homeless, because of mm-hmm. someone who is an addict. Um, I mean, I'm a small Asian woman. I take public transit. Uh, it is the vibes are off in every fucking city right now for people who look like me. Um, but that doesn't mean that everyone who looks like the person who's making me uncomfortable deserves to be swept up into a fucking camp and in fact like if i like roll the tape back and look at sort of oh let's look at people who've made me feel threatened afraid whatever i've like gone through big old sprints in my life where i'm getting a lot of death threats from white supremacists i mean i'm sure you've lived this life too i mean i can see it I, I, i see it but like you i i don't know because you're a woman writing on the internet like you'll get more in a couple of months than I do in an average like year. I mean, uh, it depends, yeah. right? Like it, it depends. I, I uh, mean, I was, just, I was just looking at your mentions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like, I don't really look too carefully, so I don't even know what the numbers are like these yeah. days. I did have a, an incredible like six month period where it was really intense um, because Tucker Carlson was like putting me on his show, looking at my God, picture and yes. stuff for a while. So it was it was really bad. Like people, like some guy called into my office and and uh, threatened to firebomb it. And the people who got the phone call like were stressed out enough that they called the cops. And there's like a police report. And like um, it, there was a bunch of stuff that happened during this period that was pretty scary. And uh, and it was always like guys who all sort of looked the same. Right. It's like all the, you know, the Oakley sunglasses, like taking a selfie of themselves in the car, like that sort of stereotype. Yeah. Right. And, you know, gotta say for a while, I'd see that like that little profile picture. I'd see someone in person and like my like heart would start beating faster. Right. Took a while for me to like be able to dial that back Um, during that six month period. I'd hear someone yell a racial slur and I would almost have a panic attack because I'd, I'd yeah. think like, oh no, like like someone's going to come and, and make good on these threats. And um, I don't like, I don't want to round people up into camps for looking like a shitty racist suburbanite white guy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, that's because <laughs> that's I'm not a fucking Nazi. Like it's like, it's, it, it doesn't matter what you've experienced or like what legitimate harm you faced from people who look a certain way. Like <sighs> you, you don't round them up into camps or like talk about like how you're not going to break on the, str- on the street it, it, when you're in your car. I, I, I'm glad I was happy for kind of your perspective on the matter. Cause I, I do try like whenever people talk about how scary Portland is or how scary the homeless camps are, 
Like the thing I want to say is like, like I, I have like five or six different running routes in the city and most of them have homeless encampments on them. And I run through them at night. I run through them at the day. Never had a problem. Um, you know, sometimes there's like trash and I, I would like it if it were cleaner, but also primarily the people cleaning up are usually like autonomously organized groups of formerly houseless folks, which is the thing that happens in a couple of the neighborhoods that I go to. Um, and like, but at the same time, I don't want to bring that in when there's an argument about it because like I'm a six foot three, 200 pound white guy, right? Like of course I'm as a general rule in a lot of situations, I don't feel worried when other people do because I'm a big white dude and that's, um, but I, what I will say, I had an experience a couple of months back, a person that I live near, like a neighbor of mine is a young woman with an, uh, like a six month old infant and she was out jogging on one of the trails near our house. And two guys uh, in new Kawasaki, like motorcycles, dirt bikes, whatever you want to call them, I, I assume rich kids because these were very new bikes, drove up and shot at her and her baby with BB guns, um, hit her in the face, Christ. nearly hit her baby. Um, and it was like homeless folks and people at an illegal skate park who came to her aid and like made sure she was okay. And when I got out there, because I, I rolled out there with a fucking beat stick and a handgun just to be like, if I see these motherfuckers, we're going to have words. And I started talking to homeless folks that I knew on the route who were all like, yeah, those people like they come by to shoot at us. And it's and I have heard this in multiple encampments. I've heard this at Laurelhurst, yeah. a number of places that like kids from the suburbs will come in to shoot homeless people with BB guns and mace them. And um, I have I, I'm not going to say. Again, I have also been in a situation where like an agitated houseless woman was like swinging a machete at some folks and, you know, everything was de-escalated. But like, I get it. The fact that there are people out there who are having like mental health difficulty means that people are going to have encounters that can be frightening. Um, but by and large, the people that I find myself most threatened by are like kids, people like those assholes rolling by and shooting people with BB guns. Yeah. And of course- folks driving gigantic trucks in tiny streets like assholes often while wasted. Um, like those are the things that scare me in Portland, not the encampments. Yeah. And honestly, like there, there are some increasing safety issues in Portland, but like yeah. a lot of it is also just like from cars, right? Like yes. it, it is a, it, it's more, there's more of a car culture than there used to be. Um, and people get hit and uh, they go to the hospital or they die. Like it's, it, it there's I, like there there are big changes in the city for sure, but like yeah. it's there's so much focus on homelessness as being like the root of all of that, and like I don't know they'll say oh Portland has gotten so bad in the same breath as like talking about how high rents are or like how expensive mm -hmm. houses have gotten, just not even connecting those two things right like why is it that housing is so expensive now like clearly people are placing bets on real estate either that or just we haven't built out enough could that be something yeah. um or maybe things aren't as bad as you think and it's it's a desirable place to live um it it's really like it is it's extremely frustrating um i i also think that there's this weird thing where you just don't really think about the fact that you might have one or two encounters where you, it's upsetting, you, you feel scared. And then mm. like the vast majority of people who are unhoused are just trying to stay the fuck out of your way. Right. And like they're, you're not going to see them. You're not going to talk to them um, unless you go out of your way to talk to them and reach out. Yeah. And like, they're probably scared of you because they don't know who you are. Like you're a stranger. You might be one of those assholes on Kawasaki's like, out to yeah. out to shoot you uh out to shoot them and like it's it's really frustrating like it's halfway i don't know some some of the people who buy into this kind of discourse are just out outright terrible human beings right yeah they're just they're just yeah, fascists they're just they're just fascists. and this is useful but yeah. then there's like it's really frustrating how many people in the city right now are just useful idiots for the fascists yep have just like gone down that gone down that rabbit hole and aren't thinking past like what it means to quote unquote take care of the homeless problem uh like what do you what do you want to do here 
what do you actually want to do? Um, where are these people going to go? Like, what's going to happen to them? And it's, it's super yeah. frustrating. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're focusing on Portland because it's where we live, but all of these things are evidence of like broader trends. You can see a lot of the same tactics being used in Los Angeles and Austin um, and Minneapolis. And and one of the things is kind of this conflation of like disorder, drug use, homelessness with like deadly violence and a number of things like we've talked about kind of jailing and putting into camps the homeless is is one thing people suggest. There's also a lot of like suggestions around massively increasing the number of police. And this all also goes into, you know, you've got this kind of series of of right-wing uh, coups against elected leaders who have any kind of other suggestions. We saw this in San Francisco with the DHS Bowden, the police like yeah. just refusing to enforce like the the law when they were, when Chesa was attempting to carry things out in a different way. And like what we're seeing in Portland right now, we've got um, a city commissioner, Joanne uh, Hardesty, who uh, number one is a the only black woman in the city council, um, the only person on the city council who rents, uh, and the only person in the city council who is in debt and who has endured. And I'm, I'm not going to say she's a perfect counselor, a perfect politician. There's plenty of things to criticize Hardesty over. Um, 
But there has been like, number one, this kind of unhinged campaign of attacking her because of the fact that like her financial situation isn't great, which I see actually as a plus um, because a lot of people in Portland are in rough financial condition. Maybe it's nice if they're represented on the fucking city council. But also she's instituted as people keep fetching about, you know, violence and gun violence, which are problems that have gotten worse in Portland. Although it is important to note Portland is one of the safest cities in the entire United States, even after the quote unquote surge in violent crime. I don't think that mitigates it. I just think it's important to keep like things in perspective. Mm -hmm. But Hardesty has instituted the only effective program that has reduced gun violence in the city of Portland in the recent past which was essentially a series of traffic calming measures, right? Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. probably a fair way to say it. It was sort of altering the way in which um, traffic worked in a neighborhood to kind of try and reduce some of the situations that were, like, leading to violence. And um, she's undergoing this massive attack right now by a a candidate, a right-wing candidate. I mean, like everyone who runs in Portland, he claims to be a Democrat, um, he's donated to Republicans. He's, he's called named Rene Gonzalez, who's being backed by a lot of the same business interests that are pushing this anti-homeless agenda, pushing the mayor's proposal to put homeless people in encampments. And um, I don't know. It's just I, I feel like I can see it all coming together. And I, I hate how many people are, as you said, kind of useful idiots about it, where they're like, you know, look, it clearly these people who are talking about rehabilitation or who are trying to like actually who, who are not suggesting a carceral solution to the fact that it, it's unpleasant to see people suffering on the street um, are wrong because look at what the news tells me about how much worse violence has gotten and stuff like I. It's very frustrating. It's don't it's vote for Renee Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, please, please don't vote for a man who donated to a Republican PAC. Yeah. Six months after January 6th. Let, please, yeah. please, let's not do that. Uh, yeah. But uh, God, it's. It's, I think, like, really sad that I mean, like people, I think, really just don't want to think about how damaged all of society is right now. Yeah. Um, like we like we lived through, you know, our, our country had one of the worst responses to COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Millions of people are dead. Um, mm-hmm. Our mental health is fucking shot through. Uh, yeah. Even people who didn't experience sort of federal jackboots on the ground, um, it were not well, right? Like it, it's any number of housed perfectly like financially stable people turn to substance abuse during this period um and uh are are still you know recovering um people who are unhoused also turn to substance abuse if they weren't um already there and their mental health is also shot through Mm -hmm. and uh sort of the upshot of this is everyone is fucking sick and taking it out on each other and um it really sucks to see. It really sucks to see people be their worst selves, just increasingly yeah. and increasingly. Yeah. And I, first off, I want to try to provide people with some objective numbers, and this is just on the city of Portland. So Portland, number one, never defunded its police. Their poli- our police currently get the most money they've ever gotten. Um, but we do have one thing that is accurate to say is we have fewer police per capita than any major city in the United States. And we have the fewest number of police on the force in living memory, I'm fairly certain, right now. There's like 700 Portland police officers, which is significantly down from 2020 because um, it's not a pleasant job because people hate the cops here in Portland. So they keep quitting and moving to other cities. Um, and it is true that when the pandemic hit, violent crime in Portland raised by about 207% from January 2019 through June of 2021 which is the largest increase compared to five comparable cities. This is from a, an article in the Oregon Capital Chronicle, Minneapolis, Atlanta, San Francisco, Denver, and Nashville. Um, however, it's also worth noting that over the course of the last year, uh, we're at seven fewer homicides than we were the year before. Um, overall, the number of homicides in 2022 has fallen 2% from 2021, even as we continue to have fewer and fewer police almost as if the surge in violent crime was not a result in policing, but as you said, the result of a lot of other factors around the pandemic and around 
the economic situation, and like the rate of violence has been continuing to decrease. It's also worth noting that while we're talking about homicides here, and Portland did see a surge in homicides during the pandemic, that's not the only kind of crime or the only kind of violent crime. Um, and I want to quote here from Travel Oregon. In February 2021, the major cities' chiefs association issued a report noting that 63 of 66 major cities saw at least one violent crime category grow in 2020. Among cities of comparable size, Portland generally experiences violent crime at somewhat lower rates. Like, the a lot of this is media-driven. And it's specifically mm-hmm. the thing that you highlighted in the post that, that made me reach out to you was, was talking about how particularly white suburbanite homeowners are driving this panic and are driving these kind of surge in very like fascist solutions to the 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 fears that they have about homelessness and about crime. And one of the reasons why this shit works is is people don't go into the city. They live in the suburbs, yeah. they see the scary news. And I that's the thing I don't know how to actually combat because it, it is a nationwide problem. Shootings and deaths due to shootings, they have increased since the pandemic. But if you look at them on like a 20 year graph, fairly flat nationwide. Um, but Portland what has even surged, keep very good stats, right? Like they no, only no, started nobody keeping does, statistics right? of gun crimes, like what in like the last couple yeah. of years, and then now they're saying that gun violence has increased. Like it's it's yeah yeah. Anyways, it, like, it, it, this, what ha- what we what has increased vastly more than gun crime is reporting on gun crime, which has right. surged at like and and that's because you know if it bleeds it leads and whatever. But it is this thing of like. That's the stuff that gets people to pay attention, and it's the stuff that spreads on social media, just like pictures of like poop on the streets of San Francisco can spread on social media. And it 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 all exists to keep these kind of suburban voters at a constant state of agitation, which makes them easy to manipulate. And like that's the thing that scares me the most. Yeah. I mean, things are almost shittier with Portland because, well, like, okay, the, the San Francisco poop situation. So I used to live in the Bay Area. That was mm-hmm. a real situation. Uh, yeah, there's poop it, in San Francisco. Yeah, no, streets, there's, yes. there's just human. There's just human shit everywhere. Um, it, it's you know you mm-hmm. you live with it. It's it just is what it is, and and you know someone's from New York when they start complaining about it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. uh, and it. I, I think like, New York, which smells like pee everywhere. By the way, I mean it smells like hot <laughs> garbage because they don't yeah. they don't take their garbage. They like just put their garbage out on the curb, and mm-hmm. when it's summertime, it just smells fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so everyone's got their problems. But uh, it's it's this like weird thing where just because of the way that we're drawn up geographically, we've got all of these people like like you said, like out in the burbs, uh, who vote, who have control over the way the wind blows, um, who just never come out here, ever. Yeah, they they never come out here, and uh, in San Francisco, like yeah, they've got outlying areas as well but it's it's not drawn up exactly the way that we are quite Mm -hmm. right like like the people who are going to be the most alarmist about san francisco are like not going to be in the area where they're voting about the things that happened to to san francisco the way the chaz's stuff went down like i mean that's complicated right like i mean it was it was a witch hunt and it, it yeah made me really Chesaboon, ne- the DA, former yeah. DA in, in San Francisco. It made yeah. me really want to never move back. Uh yeah. but uh it it was like we've we've just got a different sort of setup here where the people who are the most upset about all of the crime in Portland, like they don't come out to where they think the crime is happening at all. No. Like they like they just don't really interact with the city. They're off somewhere else. And it's, it is truly strange, really annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and it is, this is like, I don't know, this is part of why, this is part of why politically I tend to align myself with like libertarian municipalism. Um, I think one of the problems we have is that places that have very little to do with each other get to pass laws that impact how people live in those those places like in which is a problem um as we all just got overseeing with fucking Donald Trump right like that's a, that's a version of the problem and a version another version of the problem is that like people in Los Angeles can pass a gas tax that makes total sense for cities in California but fucks over people who live in the middle of nowhere 
Um, and all of these things are like, I don't know. It, it, it's the you you get the you it, it it's two simultaneous issues. Like one of them is you've got these liberals in Portland who the rest of the state resents for dominating politics in the entire state, even in areas that have very little to do with like Western Oregon. And then you have these these outlying like you you have these folks who don't live in Portland who you know are pushing for like you know who who are responsible for the fact that we might get a Republican governor in the state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who are reacting to like what they hear about Portland, even though it's not accurate. And I don't know. I I, I this is we're getting past like what people can do in terms of like voting on local elections, but I wish we had a system in which like folks weren't constantly pitted against each other in this way, because I don't think it's very productive. Well, we're chopped up in a really... Mm-hmm. By the way, I vote for charter reform, et cetera, if you live in Portland. Uh, like, we've, we've got some some other other things going yeah. on with our uh, our city government that makes things additionally weird and yeah. um, suboptimal. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER me Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. There's a bunch of things that I'm kind of dreading in the near future or from the, the midterm elections, including, you know, Rene Gonzalez. Um, you know, I, I have strong feelings on the proposed gun control measure, but um, I'm broadly optimistic about charter reform. That actually seems like something good that we're likely to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit, because Portland would be the first city in the United States to reform its city council along these lines, if I'm not mistaken. Along which lines? Like the uh, the way the charter reform is like set up. Um, so basically, Portland currently has a commission form of government in which we have a very powerful mayor and four city council people um, who are handed portfolios by the mayor. And they basically run the city government, um, which is it's a pretty dysfunctional system. Um, it leads to a 
a small number of people running very large bureaucracies that they usually don't know how to handle, which is one of the reasons why the city is so dysfunctional, in addition to the fact that our mayor, Ted Wheeler, is, uh, politely speaking, dog shit. <laughs> Under the the new form of government that's that's being voted on right now, the charter, the uh, the commission structure will be jettisoned. City council members will not directly manage bureaus. Instead, they'll pass laws and meet with constituents. The mayor will no longer be part of the city council. Instead, he'll lead the executive branch. I'm I'm not wild about the amount of power that the mayor will still have, mm-hmm. um, but I think broadly speaking. Uh, it's it's a much better system, and there will be like a larger group of people involved in actually like managing the city's affairs. Um, I don't know. It, 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 the, what we have currently certainly is not particularly effective, um, and I would like to see a a more democratic system put into place. Yeah, um, I mean, and one what of the we things had was like yeah. obscenely outdated, right? Like it's it, like I yeah. I don't know who else does things like Portland currently does, but the charter reform is is greatly needed. Um, yeah, and it's it, going to bring in ranked choice voting as well when people vote voting. on yeah. Yeah, yeah on their on their like city like it, which is uh like one of the issues that we've had here is that like or that we're having right now with like the gubernatorial race is that um you've got three candidates running one of whom is kind of positioning themselves as an independent Betsy Johnson, who does not really have a chance to win um, and seems to be being funded by people like the Nike guy in order to take votes away from Tina Kotek, who's the Democratic candidate, uh, so that uh, Christine Drazen, who's the Republican candidate, will be more likely to win. I don't know. Like, um, I, I still don't know how much I believe Drazen actually has a shot, but the polls show them neck and neck. Uh, so it yeah, certainly the polls, seems like it's the possible. The polls are pretty terrifying. Um, yeah, we're, we're kind of like hovering on the cusp of, of the governor's seat going red to, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's the election that scares me. Like, I really do. I really don't want to see Renee Gonzalez win, but no, the, if charter reform passes, like the, the harm that he can inflict on the city becomes limited just because yeah. like right now city council seats just have outsized power in a very dysfunctional way. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, and that, that changes with charter reform. Like it, we just get a little bit more of a normal city. Um, and uh, the, but the state, the state election though, that is, that's pretty scary stuff. Yeah, the state, especially since if the Democrats stay in power at the state level, then there's a good chance that, I mean, as far as like what people are talking about, then we're going to actually see like Portland become or Oregon become a sanctuary for uh, reproductive health, right? Like that's one Mm -hmm. of the things that's that's on the ballot. Um, So if you uh, like if you care about that, that's kind of the the whole game, right? Like regardless of the fact that Kotek has a history with our current governor that's not entirely positive, our current democratic governor has been a shit governor and handled the pandemic terribly. Like at the end of the day, it's it kind of has to be all about um uh all about reproductive health, right? Because like the 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 Republicans would not have handled the pandemic any better. Um, but they will also support a crackdown against people having access to abortion. We also have the craziest Republicans out here. Like, and I mean, part of that is the areas they're representing or whatever. But it, part of it is also just we've been under Democratic control for so long mm-hmm. that like the minority party gets weirder and weirder and weirder. Like we've got we've got the guys who like what ran away from the legislative session rather than vote on a climate change bill. Right? Like it's yeah. it's not. It's not good. It's really bad. Like handing handing them the keys to the kingdom is is a terrible move. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you got anything else to say as we as we head into the midterm elections here in Oregon? I felt like I don't know. This was broadly speaking. Oh, worth actually, talking I, about since I kind of want to hear about your 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 feelings on that gun control measure. Um, yeah. 
So we've got measure 114 coming up, which is um, uh, gun control. So for people who don't know, uh, and this may surprise folks given how blue it is, Oregon basically does not have any kind of like gun control laws. Um, this is a this is a state in which any kind of gun that's legal to own in the United States and any kind of magazine you can own in the state of Oregon. Um, we are a shall issue state, which means if you are a law abiding citizen uh, and you apply for a concealed carry permit, they have to give it to you. Um, gun owners have quite a few protections at present. Uh, the first major, there was a gun control law passed in 2015. Most reasonable gun owners had no issue with it because all it did was say, you, you have to get a background check. to you. So there's this thing called face-to-face -face sales whereby in a lot of states like Texas, you can just hand somebody a gun for cash as long as you're not a professional gun dealer. That's that's legal. And that's, uh, that's bad generally. It's how a lot of guns get across the border. That was removed as a legal possibility in Oregon back in 2015. But other than that, we haven't had a whole lot of gun control. Um, in the wake of the Uvalde shooting, uh, a, a an organization, I think Lift Every Voice is what they're called, led by some church leaders, pushed for what uh, a, a ballot measure. So this is not something where, and I, I do think this is interesting, this is not a situation where Democratic politicians in the state of Oregon are trying to pass gun control. This is a situation in which a ballot measure was proposed and enough people voted that the entire state uh, is voting on whether or not uh, to have gun control. Um, which, regardless of my opinions on um, the measure itself, I think is a better way for stuff like this to work than a bunch of legislators just like making a law. But anyway, the measure itself is, in my opinion, deeply flawed in the way that it's written. It does a couple of things. For one thing, it requires that every person who buy a gun pass a background check, which is already the law that's in the bill, and it shouldn't be because it's already the law. I think one of the things that reasons I think that's dishonest is because it always gets summarized and like this is what the bill will do. It will require that everybody pass a background check. Well, they're all they're already required. It does not actually do anything there. Um, it adds in a magazine capacity restriction, as in you won't be able to buy or take out in public magazines that have a higher capacity than ten rounds. We can talk about that in a second. And then the primary thing it does is it requires people pass a series of tests in order to purchase firearms and the people who will be administering those tests and running the whole program uh, are the police. So the police essentially get control over who gets to own firearms. Um, I do consider that that is particularly the thing that I find problematic. Um, for one thing, regardless of your opinions on gun control, the right to bear arms is similar to the right to freedom of speech and guaranteed in the same way. And so the fact that the police are being made the arbiters of who gets to exercise that right is deeply problematic to me. Um, I think given what we know about how often police in Oregon work with far right groups, work with organizations like the Proud Boys, um, it is very likely that we will see uneven enforcement and uneven um, uh, like the police granting the ability to bear arms very unevenly, which concerns me greatly. We had a, a mass shooting earlier this year at a protest in which a right winger killed a woman, a 61 year old woman and injured five other people. That person was stopped by a left wing demonstrator with an AR-15 style rifle. Um, well, it was actually technically a handgun, but that's anyway, whatever. It was an AR-15 style weapon. Um, I'm concerned that under this new law, the right winger would have still had the ability to acquire firearms, but the person who stopped him would not. Um, so that's why I have an issue with it. I also think if you're going to, I'm not, I don't personally advocate magazine capacity restrictions, but also I don't speak out against them. Uh, Washington recently passed a law restricting magazine capacity. I didn't say anything about that. I think maybe it, it I, I, I think if, if, like, if it works, I will be happy. Um, I think the way the Washington law was written was a lot more sensible than the Oregon law because it was written in such a way that it stops the additional sale of expand of standard capacity magazines, of 30-round magazines and, and higher, without giving the police an opportunity to harass and arrest people over what they own, um, which I think is important. The way the law is written, if you had, like, whatever you had prior to the ban taking effect you can keep and continue to use as normal 
um, just no more can be sold. And so the thing the thing you're trying to stop with a magazine capacity ban at this point is someone doing what the Uvalde shooter did, right? Where a kid goes out and buys a weapon and a bunch of 30 round magazines and then goes on a mass shooting, right? You want them to not be able to go and immediately acquire those magazines. Um, it is, I think, by making it illegal to take them out in the world if you already own them, what you're doing is giving police pretext to stop and search people, um, to like search people going out and shooting in the woods like folks do in Oregon um, without having an impact on mass shooters because they're not going to care about violating that particular law. If you want to stop more of those things from being sold, I think a law written the way the Washington law is written does the maximum in order to restrict people from purchasing the thing you don't want them to purchase without uh, giving police the ability to like harass and arrest people. Um, anyway, that's, that's my thinking on 114. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, that's like an important, it's an important, mm-hmm. uh, series of distinctions to like get out there. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I voted against it. I, I, I try really, I actually do try despite my opinions, not to talk about gun control too much on this show, but like, that's my, my thinking on the matter. Folks can do whatever they want. We'll know in on January or on November 8th, how they voted. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's hardly the most, uh, disturbing thing on the ballot right now. Yeah, no, no, no. And yeah. I, I, I am like, like I, I, there's, there's so much going on right now. And it's one of those things, I guess we'll all learn in the near future. Like, we're going to learn a lot from this election in Oregon. Like if Hardesty stays on, if we get charter reform and if Kotech wins, then kind of regardless of what happens with 114, I will be broadly optimistic heading into 2024 because yeah. it'll show that the campaign of fear didn't work entirely. Yeah. Um, and if Gonzalez and, <laughs> and Drazen win and charter reform gets defeated, I will be really pessimistic heading in yeah no, it's, yeah yeah if if Drazen wins like that's uh, yeah it's uh yeah it's it's bad it's really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh it's bad news for a, a lot of fucking reasons um yeah I mean Roe that's huge um yeah but yeah like it's the sky's the limit for a a state that has been under democratic control for this long right like it's it's yeah. they've, they've just gotten so complacent is all i can think um oh i mean the spoiler candidate obviously that that did change a lot um yeah but uh it it's the the complacency was is alarming yeah um well is there anything else you wanted to say about what we're heading into uh well i mean uh don't let your fear control you. Um, don't mm-hmm. be a useful idiot for Nazis. And uh, don't put people into camps, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that that's my thinking. Don't like, if, if somebody's trying to make you scared uh, about a group of people who are the most powerless people in your community, you might want to assume that the person doing that is trying to take advantage of you. Um, that's 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 kind of where I land on this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, don't put people into camps. We really shouldn't have to say that anymore. But yeah, we shouldn't have to it. tell people to not be Patrick Bateman from fucking American yeah. Psycho, right? Like it's like we should people yeah. should like, but no, it's yeah, yeah, we've we should not be regressing this hard in terms of yeah. uh, our moral compasses. But that's where we are. That's where we are. Well. Do you want to plug your pluggable, Sarah? Yeah. So uh, uh, Robert mentioned that I just put out a big feature about the Portland van abductions published uh, on The Verge. Um, it's part of a, a longer series uh, that we did this year about the Department of Homeland Security, which is 20 years old this year. Um, so we did a bunch of features, some about Puerto Rico and FEMA Um uh, some about the TSA, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a short little thing about how Chad Wolf was illegally head of the DHS for a hot minute. Um, and so there's some fun stuff in there. Um, we've still got another feature that'll go up by the end of this year. Uh, I think 
your your listeners would enjoy going through some of those. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, that has been the episode. This has been It Could Happen Here. Um, bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal History. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.